Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of First Issue Club, the weekly podcast where we cover comic books and aid you through the muddy and murky water of the landscape of which I just described, comic books. Welcome back, my name is Greg, one of your hosts. With me today is Mike D, Caitlin, Budget King, and we have a new person in the studio who we'll introduce later. <laughs> the suspense! <laughs> Don't you dare fucking talk until we've introduced you properly. Suspense building. <laughs> <laughs> but like later, later as in like you're gonna do it now. Later as in uh, I'm gonna do. I'm tell what books we're gonna cover, and then yeah, I'll introduce yeah. the person. I I wasn't critiquing. I'm gonna do that. That's what we're gonna do. It. I'm the okay. host. That's how we're gonna do it. Okay. Okay. So this episode we'll be covering clocks on IDW. Is that right? Or is yeah. that on image? Image. image. The oh, clock. image. Image. Caveat. Top. Top cow. cow. So also the clock, not clocks. the clock. Clocks. So <laughs> made famous by Coldplay. One singular clock which, with the cl- in front of which it. Which, if that isn't your <laughs> cup of tea, sorry, there's only one clock in here. Clocks sounded like a joke because we're going to cover clocks, we're going to cover windows, we're going to cover doors. <laughs> Ever heard of yes. chairs? We're covering them. What's that podcast where they do oh, like the uh, inanimate object and they interview it? Everything is live. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. That it's great. Fun. Yeah, it's really awesome. The one That's I listened to was um, a jack-o'-lantern, and it was like describing in graphic, gory detail that they just butcher. Well, if you like that, check out that podcast. Mm-hmm. But you're back here with First Issue Club. We'll also be covering Star out on Marvel. But let's get into this podcast and our super secret guest, Shannon. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, I'm our here. new friend. Yeah. New old friend. Now your new old friend, Shannon. Yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty yeah. good way to describe me, a new old friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Shannon I'm is, everyone's new old yeah, friend. Yeah, Shannon is longtime friends with Mike D and Budget King. She'll make an appearance on the Patreon episode that we're that doing. That you guys just recorded. Yeah. And yep. uh, Peek behind the curtain. Yep. She's a supporter on, on Patreon, so we appreciate that. Been listening to the podcast for a while, so she was in town. Big and uh, yeah. yeah, she's from she's from. Well, you live in Portland now, but you are yeah. from Kansas City. Yeah, so I'm from Kansas City, grew up in Olathe, and but I wasn't rich. And then I moved out to uh, Kansas I City. Left, joke. I left Kansas City. Yeah. I left Kansas City when I was 26, and I moved to France, and then I was there for most of my 20s, and I moved to Portland, Oregon when I what got is into that my like 30s. living in France in your 20s? And you're oh great. I is worked, it really? I worked for an English brewery. It was. Awesome. Is that where you got into comics? Was France? Mm, yeah, actually, it was uh, because in France, comics are are not like nerdy and like frowned upon. Like mm-hmm. I felt like, especially back then, like it is becoming more of a thing now. But like, it's like manga especially in Japan. back then, yeah. And so like everyone reads comics. It's more graphic novels that they get into. So, yeah. but like that's actually one of the first comic books I ever read was The Walking Dead. And I read it in French to learn French. Um, so I read the, I think the first 14 books, and then I was just like, all right, I'm done. Um, <laughs> I get it, zombies. <laughs> yeah. 14 well, I, is a fair shake to give. Yeah. 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 Especially for black and white comics. Well, and it gets, fr- it goes away. Like, it was stopped being about zombies and then just people killing people. So, yeah. But yeah, and I learned, like, I learned some, like, good slang in there, like, fagaf, which means they say it a lot in the comic book. It means, watch out. Oh, so I See, started using that for the kids I would nanny, and I would be like, people, "Fake F." People always say you never learn something from this podcast. Well, you just did. Fake F. Maybe the one and only time, but there it is. Yeah, hey, fake F. You You're get one welcome. a year. Yep. What's the biggest difference between France and the United States? Oh boy, That's if you had one. to choose one, the food, the language, mm. the people. <laughs> Honestly, if I had to choose one, uh, 
Oof. The fact that it's such a small country, like what? It's the size of Texas. And yet you could be like at the ocean, at the Mediterranean Sea, in the mountains, like in the Alps, and like all these different like geographical, like very different areas in like such a short amount of time. Is it taboo to wear sweatpants out in public in France? And if so, how do we bring that to America? I would say yes. And the first time I came back to visit, I went to the plaza and it was like over Christmas and everyone was wearing leggings and Uggs and I was in like performance fleece. And I was like, what is... At your leisure. And I had like, I put on jeans and a button up and I was like, oh, I feel slouchy. And then I went out and I was like, oh, I'm in Kansas City. Everybody yeah. wears everybody wears slacks in France? Not slacks. Yeah, but like, I Like girls wear like mini skirts all winter. Okay. And jean and like ve- and like leather vests. Ooh la They're la. They're put together. Is that, they, fr- they is really that French? Are. It is. It means. It is French. What does it mean? It means oh no, but no one uses it. Oh. Ooh la la means oh no. Yeah. I've been using oh, no. ooh la la way wrong. Well, What's well, people in America use it as ooh sexy. Yeah. And like they do that there. It's like ooh la la. I could speak with a French accent for the rest of the night if you want. <laughs> I do a really good one. Yeah. Uh, we'll reintroduce you as someone who won a contest yeah. to be on First Issue Club. I am so excited to be here. Uh, I came here from France. And, uh, it was a long flight. I love so making fun of foreign people on this I was, <laughs> I was told Ira Glass was going to be here. I don't... Uh... Wouldn't that be the worst uh, if you... You won a radio contest to be on a uh, an American show <laughs> and then you had to be on our podcast <laughs> we flew her in from France to be so, on this podcast so where's Ira uh, uh, Monsieur uh, Ira <laughs> he's running late <laughs> okay <laughs> well one thing before you, before you get in the news um, what what the, <laughs> sorry Greg hey Greg I, there's we, a lot of people in this room there is we're gonna we're gonna slim it down to four when we get to like the actual episode so if you're having a hard time with five right now just stay with us uh, <laughs> this is way too much, <laughs> Greg. Um, I'm sorry for last episode. We were hard on you. We were the, oh my gosh, the, the this bit. Again. The bit was just was uh. Don't was, ever apologize for the bit. Okay, it was a bit though. I I'm glad you know it was a bit. Yeah. Okay. Our love for you is strong. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do another Patreon episode where we cover Batman '86. Um, because it's kind of a number one, but it's not a number one. And James Tinian is now taking the mantle of writing Batman, right. and uh, it's uh, it looks to be pretty good. So we're going to throw it up on our Patreon. One yes. of our favorite indie comic writers yep, writing a big boy. There's a tease. Ooh la la. So this is the perfect time to subscribe to our Patreon if you haven't already. I just did it the other day. It's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy and reasonably priced, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> oh. So reasonably uh, yes. priced. What a shining endorsement. With, with all the extra content we give you there. Why I mean, not? I'm just thinking I better get a goddamn sticker. <laughs> oh. I've been asking for a year. We should have brought you swag. Shit. What the hell? <laughs> I brought, right, you, I brought you a graphic novel. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Bribery Can works. I put it BK on came with gifts. Uh, yeah, now we can do news. News. Anybody got any? Iran's pissed. I only have so much time in my day for wars. Oh. That's my take on this. Uh, how much time do you have realistically? to dig into the nuance of exchanges of just hateful, negativity, fear shit. I'll, I'll say that it puts some things in perspective, like the kind of scare and, like, mood that America has been in, like, the last day has, like, I'll, I'll get, like, served an ad on Instagram, and I'll be like, this ad means nothing. 
What these people are selling means nothing to yeah. anyone. Mm. It's pointless. There's bigger problems going on. Same thing with like the bushfires mm. have also kind of like anytime a big event like that happens, everything seems stupid to me. Yeah. Yep. So much seems trivial. In some ways, maybe you should just live life like, life like that. Live life like every day's World War Three. <laughs> well, the bushfires are happening while I'm like signing up to be a Patreon, and I was like, <laughs> I was a little bit like, oh, I could. Be Don't listen money to <laughs> Shannon. No, no, no. These no, four no, nerds no, no, need no, my no. money more. No, our no. yeah. Come on, hey, what the koala's already dead. I chose dead. you guys over the millions of animals. <laughs> and we what have do, they done for you? You could do it both. Yeah. Buy another pair of earrings and I'll do both. There we go. <laughs> the other, and I, I hate this, but it's like where we live in Kansas City, and so I was kind of like, if there is World War Three, this is so. But let's not talk about this. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Know. This is, next. This is next. not fun fair for no, a comic book yeah. podcast. A uh, new mutants trailer came out. Yes, it did. Who watched it? I didn't know. That. I, you sent it to the chain, and I didn't watch it. I'm sorry. I watched it. I watched it. Should, do I need to watch it? Does it look amazing? Yeah, it looks pretty good, actually. Here's the thing, though. I'm nervous about it because that movie's been sitting in limbo forever. Always a bad sign. Pun intended. Yes, uh, uh, although I think I that in some ways they're, like, waiting for some hype to build on New Mutants, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. That's no. You don't think that's well, true? Well, they had a lot of revisions or changes to make, right? Okay. It went through two reshoots. God. Which is Ooh. not what it's, it's hard it's to rough. salvage a movie. Is it a movie I think or a TV show? It's, a movie. it's a movie. It went through two reshoots, and this was all happening while Disney was buying Fox. Uh, so it's like that may have messed up its release. Hmm. But Fox is the same production company that just did the Dark Phoenix movie that everyone hated. True, different director though, different kind of feel. Uh huh. And I feel like. Dark Phoenix was rushed to get out to book in their X-Men movies in general. Maybe they took note of that and decided not to rush this one. I would if agree. they knew it wasn't going to be Good. solid. Yeah. I'm setting my expectations low. That way I'll hopefully be present, pleasantly surprised. Mm. I'm a fan of many of the characters that were born out of New Mutants. Not necessarily a New Mutants fan, yeah. but a fan of several of the characters. I hope it's going to be good. Another trailer that I saw this week, um, which I hadn't seen yet, was the Wonder Woman trailer. You guys seen that? I know yeah. it's a little yeah. bit old news. Yep. It looks fucking phenomenal. It really does. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Although I, I have to set my expectations low for everything now because I, I don't want to freak you guys out, but I saw my first movie that I didn't like. What was it? Star Wars. That's where uh-huh. I saw the Wonder Woman trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't yeah. like the new Star Wars? No. Uh-uh. But you, I always like everything, yeah. so now I don't know. Wow, now, that I really surprised me. That's, that a, big, like that's a big yeah. diss on Star Wars. 2020 started with some major shakeups. <laughs> Caitlin Kate. didn't like her first thing. I know. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't like it either, but we don't have to get into that. I like. We'll get into it. Too many women. <laughs> there we go. Too many women kissing. You, had, you said something else that was newsworthy, I felt like. Me? Yeah. Uh, Potpourri me. The library thing? Oh. Oh, yeah. Shannon brought this up, actually. Do you want me to say it? Yes. Share the news. (laughs) Shannon. The New York Public Library names Marvel, (coughs) Marvel Power of Girl, um, an Iron Heart among 2019's best books for teens. What was the first one? Marvel Powers of a Girl, which apparently is like a book that talks about all the female like superheroes and has like really great illustrations and like very like woman empowering and then they also named Ironheart Ironheart and it's not best comic book it says best books for teens 
I'm in. I agree with that. And it's Finally, a New York Public Library, so this medium's being taken seriously <laughs> yeah, by the New we York Public yeah. Library. <laughs> that's that's as much affirmation as this podcast needs. We helped. <laughs> we did. We helped. We, we did, did our that. part. Yeah. Uh, oh Ironheart was was great. We covered it last year. I remember mm-hmm. that episode. Um, and like some fun things happened in it. I didn't stay up on it, but um, yeah, good. That's awesome. I'm glad that it's getting the recognition like that. But the good thing is, is that she's still a character in the Marvel U and will continue to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. she could have very easily just disappeared into the ether of Marvel. Like that was a wild heroes. ride and yeah. that's done now. Yeah. Like Star will. Uh, yeah. You think she will? I don't know. From reading Spoilers. this book. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we should talk about that at some point. Maybe this episode. I think this episode is probably the perfect, the perfect time. time to talk about <laughs> it. It's a number one. Came it, out this it week. It is a number one. It's not an 86. If you guys are okay with it, we should probably cover it. Well, on that note, let's get this podcast started. 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 I think one time we should end the episode by saying, let's get this podcast finished. Podcast. <laughs> God. I thought, you know what? We could have just left it to, to dangling in the nope. air. You know me. Yeah. Saw that low hanging fruit and was just like, I'll take some of that. <laughs> mm, delicious. Freak. <laughs> mm, delicious. Do you idiot. <laughs> Caitlin feeds off of making Greg look like an idiot. I, apparently he does. <laughs> delicious. Listen, they're called kinks for a reason. <laughs> Here we are again. <laughs> First, we are going to get into Star from Marvel, which is a spin-out from Captain Marvel. Caitlin, give us a little rundown of what Star is. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't have any knowledge going in. so That's I, the best. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm just going to give a rundown from that perspective. So Ripley Ryan was a reporter, got cre-napped, and made into a super soldier <laughs> powered by the Reality Stone. Tried to kill Captain Marvel, who then punched her in the chest. And now she's a fugitive from the raft, or just got released from the raft. We don't really know. Fugitive. 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 Can't confirm. And on her way to villain slash possible anti-hero status in this five-issue run. Frenemies. About as convoluted as you'd like any superhero comic book to be. It got, it had some heavy hitters pop up throughout, but I will say that I really, really liked that it was largely female character driven. A lot of the, like, they let the characters breathe and play around a little bit like you've only previously seen with some of the male character development in superhero books. Did, did we say I who, don't know if that was cohesive did we say, at did all. Did we say who created this book? Did we do that yet? <coughs> the writer sure. is Kelly Thompson. Yeah. So who also wrote <coughs> Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Which and, and created Star was right? the arc that introduced Star, which yes. I'll say is, which I think is noteworthy, was like a huge thing in that run. And I think the only reason they actually gave Star a book, period, was because the the book that introduced her went into several reprints. Yeah, kind of based on spec. Yes, I think people were like, "Ooh, there's a first appearance of a new hero." Turns out it was like Twist, just a villain was probably going to be a throwaway character, but people really latched on, so five-issue miniseries, see how it goes. One thing I really enjoyed about this, um, in addition to what Caitlin said, there's a lot of breakaway conversation that I thought was 
really nice and let you learn a lot more about this character because there were wasn't a lot of depth for her in the Captain Marvel run, period. Kelly Thompson is also on Deadpool right now. Yes. And um, did the West Coast Avengers. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. We gave her the honorable number six uh, best author in 2018. Yeah. And I think that now into 2020, she is coming around as like top two, top three Marvel writers. She's definitely been cutting her teeth for a few years, and I think it's starting to show that they're really starting to trust her with these new, uh, more mainstream titles, such as Captain Marvel, Star. You know, I think she's really proven herself that she can handle these big titles and these big roles, and she's writing characters that audiences are connecting with, which is why we're reading this Star number one book. Yeah. Started from the bottom, now she's here. Did you get back? Oh, go ahead. Did you find it? I've been boiling on what the fuck I was going to say. Speaking of boiling, ooh, there's a scene in this book that I thought was really funny where she's sitting at the bar and kind of like going over her grizzled thoughts about what has happened to her and how she's going to control herself and what she's going to do next. And in the background are all these like brawls, like people flying through the air, bottles being thrown, like pe- people getting knocked into other things, and I just thought that was kind of funny. She's at a secret bar for villains, which I didn't know existed in the Marvel Universe. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I thought that was really smart. (laughs) Yeah, But it did have a name. What was it? (laughs) It was like, they said it. I know, that bugged me. Why does the bar with no name have a name? I thought it was where it was. Oh, maybe it was just a location. Yeah. It's located in Ambrosia, but that's not the... Ah, okay. It's not the name. Got you. Um, one of my favorite things in this comic book is um, Loki makes an appearance with a Loki-shaped trucker hat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty cute. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. Great he's trying. He's trying to get the uh, stone that is inside Star's boobs. She's a reverse troll doll. <laughs> Not in her belly button. It's in her cleavage. Yeah, in between. Which is where the cleavage is. We <laughs> don't night. Let's do a quick anatomy lesson here for Budget King. I understand a little bit about boobs. I've seen them. Just enough to be dangerous, sounds like. <laughs> so, Greg, you read the entire Captain Marvel run, am I correct? Yeah, I think it's still going. Yeah, correct? it is. Yeah. But the Star's arc has completed, and we've moved mm-hmm. on from that. Yes. Do you... Remember any rationale for why Star has the reality stone in her sternum? I think it was I think it was put in where the hole was punched. Right. I you know, I really can't recall why it was used. I don't think we know. Did that happen Who when they took it? her to make the super soldier stuff happen? It must have. Who put it there? We don't It's this doctor. No, hang on. I, I found it. Well the Kree doctor kid, gave yeah. her the powers. Right. I don't know if the reality stone is a part of that powers or the reality stone. Oh, like was... the super soldier powers are mm-hmm. distinguished between. Yeah, oh, she might. Okay, and why is she bad? She's not bad. She wanted to be a superhero because of Captain Marvel. She was like jealous because Captain Marvel had powers and she wanted powers because she thought she could do a better job than Captain Marvel. Okay. That's why she sought out the creep. And then shit got out of control and she got power crazy. Yes. So one of the things that I really enjoyed about this book having some previous knowledge of the character was bordering on is she going to be a good guy or a bad guy and I think this arc is going to take us in one direction or the other and we're going to get some resolution there Yeah, and that might 
leave us some interesting places for this character moving forward unless she dies at the end of this. But uh, I thought they did a really good job of still making her a dirtbag, but still being somebody that you can hold out hope for. She's like, um, just the her personality kind of resonates as a female Frank Castle. Yeah, me. sure. I dig that. Because she isn't isn't really redeemable in this first issue. Yeah. But she's not altogether unlikable. Yeah, right. She's not heroing. No. But she's not necessarily doing anything wrong. And she's also like kind of stumbling into trouble um, and stuff. So it's like you kind of want to see her like maybe get out of it because she didn't necessarily earn it. Does yeah. it also seem like the reality stone is kind of taking control a little bit? She's talking to it and it's like responding to her. Like that, we get the different font with the different kind of uh, coloring as well. Yeah, that's how she. Um, that's how she uses its power. Yeah. Yes, is to talk to it. So to I tell think it. it's like she's battling that, and I mean, sooner or later, that stone's gonna have to come out of her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think a person's supposed to have a reality stone in them for too long, and I think someone's gonna be coming looking for it anyway. It, I mean, Loki knows where it's at. Unless your vision. Unless you're like a... Yeah. yeah. Vision's a robot, though, so right. he can't get Lyme disease, which Infinity Stones give you if they're inside you too long. Did and not that's no joke. That. Lyme disease is... Lyme, Jesus. Lyme disease is no joke. Thank you, Justin Craig. Bieber has it. Does he? He's the poster child? Speak on that. I just found out. I'm pretty beat up about it. He has, Ly- <laughs> he has Lyme disease. He says it's been affecting him mentally, physically. He's like just a different person than... Three, we, four years do you ago. think an addiction to Sprite is lemon lime disease? <laughs> oh. oh boy! Thank you for joining First Issue Club. <laughs> this will be our last episode. Because Greg's got it real bad, guy. <laughs> we normally edit out all of Caitlin's jokes. <laughs> that one's leave, staying in. That one's staying no, that in. One's, yeah, solid. <laughs> I couldn't even riff on it. I was like, I think yeah, you said, I was like, I was like blown away. Yeah, you, said, you said the only rhyme. <laughs> It's not, you got lime and lemon lime, that's it, I think. Is it limes? Like, like the prop, is there a Mr. Lime that owns the disease? Yeah, Jerry Lime was the first person to be, <laughs> like, categorized with it. Jerry Lime. He's just like, oh, it hurts, I don't know why. I'm so tired. Um, I'm Dr. Lime's disease. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Lime's disease. <laughs> it's not First Issue Club if we don't take a bit. One minute <laughs> past spoil. We even talked about how we couldn't get it further, but we did manage to get it further. <laughs> it's just uh, because we have a guest. Yeah, we're, we're, show, we're showing off. We're, yeah, we're really flexing on our guest. Don't blame it on me. <laughs> um, there were some heavy hitters besides even Loki in this comic book. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch. Jesse Jones. Yep. Yeah. Ti- I- Titania. 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 I don't know. Badass bad guy, Titania. Yeah. (laughs) Titania, more like it. You got to say it really fast. (laughs) Also, she did have some (laughs) huge boobs. Oh, my God. I was in love. (laughs) From the guy that doesn't know what cleavage is. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Spiked shoulder pads. What is that smushy part between your boobs? (laughs) My God. The most most, uh, beautiful woman to me is China, R.I.P. Who's trying to R.I.P.? Well, she's she's you can't say her name without she's dead. So I want to say all right. I want to be oh, respectful. You, you be respectful. Yeah, okay. Hunter Hearst Helmsley is ex-wife, China the wrestler. R.I.P. R.I.P. Who also looks like Titania. She does. Not R.I.P. She's very much alive. Yes, not R.I.P. Yeah, 
Do we have to say not R.I.P. for everybody that didn't A- like A.I.P. <laughs> Alive in peace. Ah, yes. <laughs> All right, can we do, <laughs> since Greg and I have read it and you guys have not read the build-ups to this, uh, can we do an around the horn, uh, will you, won't you, number two? Are you interested or not? Oh, sure, okay. Um, who do you want to start? Me? Uh, I'll go say. Yeah. Uh, I will, yeah. I'll pick it up. That was your answer. Yes. I thought you were saying you will go first. I I will pick up issue number two. <laughs> Great. I'm invested in the character. I am <laughs> as well. And I liked the way it ended with Scarlet Witch coming in and promising answers immediately. And I think we'll probably actually get some real answers instead of like stringing this along like a bad soap opera forever. So I'm stoked for second issue. I will. Partly selfishly because it's not going to be a very long run. Yeah. So it could be pretty quickly contained um, in a fun read start to finish that doesn't require an overinvestment. Um, and also, I think the characters that are going to be guiding her, if this first issue is any kind of a gauge, to have Loki, Jessica Jones, and Scarlet Witch form whatever kind of hero or anti-hero she's going to be, is interesting enough to me to see where it goes. Reading this book alone and not talking to anybody about it, it it's not that great because there's a lot of like weird dynamics of this character that don't quite make sense. Um, it's super fun and it's like a really dynamic character though. But after talking about it and hearing you guys talk about it and like listening to a little bit more about her lore, I was like, oh, I like, this is awesome. It's cool to be jumped in to like a new character. So I will. But I think had I not had this conversation, endorsement for this podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will uh, continue. You know what? I just thought of something else. You, We talk about um, the staff of one or the, yeah, the staff yeah. of one with the runaways Operating the reality stone is a little bit like that. I mean, yep. you can duplicate what you're telling it, but you still have to, it's a power that you have to outwit. Yeah. You have to make that power match your situation uniquely so that you can win whatever you're trying to do, which is interesting. Yeah, the conflict with Jessica Jones at the end where she circumvents the uh, ask that Riley has put on her. Yeah. And says, you didn't say don't kick your ass yeah. <laughs> because I'm still fucking pissed at you. I'm going to help you, but I'm fucking pissed at you. Does it also have the power of um, where it's like you can't say the same incantation twice? No. no I don't uh-uh. think so. Okay. But. All right, that was the star. Yeah. Not the star. Your star. Uh, this is star. Thank you for listening to star. Now we have the clock out on Image slash Top Cow. An interesting book out from Image and Top Cow. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, why don't you set us up here and we'll get ready to talk about it. This one is um, a very short one-sentence synopsis. Are you mm. ready? Mm-hmm. Very oh, I can't short. Wait. Yeah, I like Exciting. it. Weaponized cancer, heavy research. Yes. Mm. You ever wanted to hear a book? I think it's missing one thing, though. On Sorry. the science of cancer? Here it is. Go ahead. Overpopulation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Punch you right in the head with that. And, and like, 50% of the world's population going away within the span of a month. Oh, that was the best part. I know. When I heard that, when he said that stat, I was just like, okay. 
Mm-hmm. So the, okay. the one thing I was going to add is that, and we don't get it in this first issue, but the synopsis and some of the stuff I was reading said that it we may find out, um, well, we know that the lead cancer researcher, his wife has passed. Mm-hmm. But what we don't know is that she passed due to cancer and then he's going to watch his daughter start to succumb to. Mm. So I don't know if that changes any feelings or cool. thoughts about where Thanks, this book is going. Notes. I had, a, I mean, like, I didn't read the editor's notes, but that was definitely the vibe I was getting because I saw the preview of the next cover, mm-hmm. and it was his daughter, and I was mm-hmm. just like, oh. And he was talking about, like, the genetics, and if you're predisposed to it, you're basically guaranteed to die. Yeah. Those editor's notes were dense. Oh, I mean, I think they called it science lesson, right? Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it, and then he, lessons. and then he tells you that he's written all these hard sci-fi books about all these, like, other hard uh, concepts. That he kind of like previews, I guess. I don't know. It's hard sci-fi is a tough genre, and then sticking it into a comic is an even tougher thing to do. This audience is like, I don't know. It's gonna be pretty niche. Although do you I, think this is sci-fi? I think it's hard sci-fi. Okay. Well, I mean, I think like he called it that. It's probably more in the realm of like uh, viral apocalyptic, like yeah. outbreak mm-hmm. kind of yeah, like thing. I don't know. Yeah, I would just follow. I don't know that it's hard sci-fi, but it seems like that's what he's calling it. Uh, if somebody sold was trying to sell me on this book, it's like uh, it's a cancer book. It's like I'm not gonna read it, but it it read it, like impressively fluidly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Well, that's one compliment I will mm-hmm. pay it. Like it flowed very very nicely, mm-hmm. and I didn't get bogged down by any of the overly science mm-hmm. words or like too much like heavy handedness. I mean, it it flowed really really well. Art was great. I thought the artwork was phenomenal. Cool. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. that striking scene in the in the cemetery yes. where like everybody was having a funeral. Mm-hmm. There's like 15 funerals happening at once, and that was one of the most striking images I've seen mm-hmm. in a comic book in a long time. I loved that, and his daughter said something about it. Like, yeah. we're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. And a lot everyone... of people are going to heaven today. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like Ugh. dark. But then the like squeaking out of the science of like weaponizing cancer and you kind of like unfolding to if if you were a fan of the movie outbreak or if you like like um like i don't know what that's called like viral thrillers that are like or it's stuff like i guess you're gonna like this yeah otherwise it's like it's kind of just densely dark i yeah. liked the way it like I, I agree with all that, and, like, I was kind of like, well, this is, meh, like, it's pretty normal, like, there's an outbreak of something, and everyone's going to die, blah, 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 but then the ending, a little surprise ending, I'm not going to give it away. You can't wait to go Yeah, time. you can okay. give it away, yeah. <laughs> well, the guy, so he gets out of that, this huge meeting, and then this person runs into him, like, full on, like, knocks him on his ass, and he realizes he has this note from him in his hand, and it says, your wife was murdered. As in, she didn't die from cancer. She was murdered by murdered. cancer. By cancer. Mm-hmm. If you, when you guys deliver, someone gave her cancer to kill her. You think that's what it means, or do you think it's like being weaponized? Yeah, yeah. I think he, because he talks about I, weaponizing cancer. I think. Yes. I think what it is is the world is overpopulated, and they're they're killing people. Mm-hmm. When you guys go to deli- under the guise of people getting this new like strain of cancer. Mm-hmm. To deal, because then like the last page at the Smithsonian. Oh, that was I think that was my favorite part. The last page, group of students are at the Smithsonian and they talk about how bad overpopulation is, and the numbers are supposed to be going up. 
but they're going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and this kid is like, then why are they going backwards? Then why? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. What's, okay, what's unreasonable about that is like, as if this like ticker is like. <laughs> I thought that same thing. I was like, are there trackers in people? <laughs> right. How, How do they know the second a new it's person gotta, is It's got to be census reported on mm. the average. Yeah. It's not like real time. Like are people There's like saying? somebody at every hospital <laughs> yeah. just like. Oh. Yeah. Life, death. Life, death. Life, death. <laughs> the other thing, okay, when you guys go to deliver a secret note, do you use the tactic of running into somebody or do you slip it underneath? Yeah, like, no, you got to make yeah. them just everything in their hands has to fly out. <laughs> I like to like slip it into people's <clears throat> pockets. There you go. That's that's yeah, that's a better way to do I it. I try to and wear every article of clothing it. that I own that is like Typically, not seasonal. Typically I go out to a thrift store, I purchase some kind of bonnet so yes. that I can hide all 15 of my scarves, face. trench mm-hmm. coat. Trench coat is a must. And just You've full on a... linebacker, boom. Mm-hmm. And you wear a gardening hat tipped down. Yep. Yes. Wide brim. The scariest part of this book to me was in the notes where he has asked his scientist friends and they go into alarming detail on how you would actually do this. Yes. And then the scientist is so afraid of it, he won't name his name. Yeah. One of them was, yeah. Like, sorry, but you can't quote me on this information. This book is heavily researched. And it actually made me, I own a handful of these other books. Um, It made me want to go back and, like, check them out more. Mm because um, I was like, whoa, I didn't realize that Matt Hawkins was like so like invested in this world. He's the uh, president of Top Cow. He is? Yeah, he has been for like the last 20 years. He's he's written some things that I've like liked a lot. Really? Um, before. He wrote like Postal and Cyberforce, stuff like that. Top Cow does not always win out with me. <laughs> when I, I can't s- <laughs> think of a Top Cow book that I liked. <laughs> but I, I I didn't want to go there, but I, I think that's true. Well, what are some of their top... I mean, I, don't uh, know, I just don't know that it's a brand I... Or not Liberty brand, Meadows but... was on Top Cow. Oh, well, that was good. And I loved Liberty yeah. Meadows. But that was more of a comedy book. Right. And Frank Chow did it, and he's an amazing artist. I mean, were you, were you distinguishing by genre, or was that just... I mean, that's a good Top Cow book. That is a good... I. Apart from Liberty Meadows, I don't know what else I can think of. That. There's one like Robo something that I liked a little bit. They have Witchblade. Um, Keep going. <laughs> Are you guys saying Top Cow? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Top Cow is the imprint of Image. C O W. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Oh, Aphrodite Five, Artifacts. Um, there's not. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not winning me out here. It's a, it, well. They the, don't have a lot of heavy hitters yeah. that we. The books that they typically the write are. Like this hard sci-fi stuff with like a weird dystopian gear punk kind of feel to it. And Do, don't they do some booby books? On occasion, they they dip their pen into some booby books. Voluptuous ladies saving the earth, one cleavage shot at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Vivacious. One, who is the audience one side for that? Boob at a time. <laughs> who is who? That's a good question. Who is the audience for this book? People who love sci-fi or people who. Hate cancer? (laughs) (laughs) I I say yes to both. Do we know how long this series is going to go? Does it have a... It can't be going (laughs) on that long, I don't think, right? I think this has to have an end. I would be surprised if it was an ongoing. Yeah. It'll probably end shorter than it wants to, but... Mm. So what you're saying is... (laughs) You're saying there's a chance. 
<laughs> I'm saying so I don't know fan? anyone who's gonna read this book. I uh, okay. I liked it enough to to be interested to see what happens. I liked it in that I haven't read a comic book like this, and I think there's a reason I haven't read a comic book <laughs> like this because it's I didn't it's tough to sustain an audience on this idea of weaponized cancer, mm. and that's like the basis of it. And then, and this is Mike D isn't on this portion of it, but Mike D's big thing is like, do I am I invested in the characters and do mm-hmm. I care? I don't like the dad here like. He's. I get that he's a good guy and he wants to serve solve cancer as a person. I don't really like care about him. I'm going yeah. to solve cancer. <laughs> That's kind of the most generic like Miss America answer ever. Is like, what are you gonna do to fix the world? I'm gonna cure cancer. I'm gonna solve cancer. <laughs> I think that the only thing I want to see. I just want to see what the hell happens like with the murder wife, the murdered yeah. Yeah. wife. There, there are some unanswered questions here that are like well and and play it out a little if you, if it's going to be this group of underground like bioterrorists that are fighting for basically a thanos principle like we can't sustain ourselves at the current rate of growth is that not interesting and does it become less of a science thriller and more of we've got to stop these guys from doing these things with the added element of scariness that now you're not sure who's got it or who's going to get it is somebody that you, I think we read a book um, with that, uh, the reporter, the, and the disease that she gets and everybody had, you oh, know what I'm talking 20XX. about? Oh, 20XX. Yes, 20XX. Yeah, which is great. And that had that element of like anyone you know could be next. Anyone you know could be yes. predisposed to this. But the thing about that was like. You got a that, superpower afterwards. In that, yeah, well, you got a superpower. <laughs> right, that, but just. That reporter was like had a very interesting dynamic love life. <laughs> like um, they fucked with her career, so you like care about her. There's like twenty XX in the second issue is looking to be pretty awesome. Yeah, like it. That's a good comparison of why this this comic needed more. Hmm. What's your guys is like science uh, thing? Like like if you had to be like I'm I science out on mm. something like dinosaurs, space, mechanical. Shit like robots, cars. I I really like space because um, I think we're we're like on the very beginning of like actual space exploration. Like we're in the very infancy of it. Like we're sending probes out. We've seen like the clearest pictures of Pluto that we've ever seen in our history, and like that's really exciting. We've we've listened to Jupiter. Like that's crazy. That's crazy stuff. In the next twenty years, we'll probably have a colony on the moon and Mars which is wild to think about. It's just we are in this cool new dawn of space travel and space exploration. And then, I I mean, we'll all be long dead before we even see, you know, Star Trek ships out there doing whatever the hell they do. But it's just kind of fun to be present at the infancy of that stuff. What's your guys' science thing? I think, well, the the most obvious boring answer would be, like, science of, like, our brains that's, and our minds. No, that's, that's wonderful. Because that's psychology great. is my career. That's what you do. But um, I also think, like, have you ever seen documentaries like What the Bleep Do We Know oh, yeah. about yeah, quantum yeah, yeah. stuff? Like, that, you know that is... Guy, that guy, like, famously, he... We talked about him, I think. Did the, we? Which he, guy? The guy that made that documentary is also famous for doing something other psychotic. And oh, I good. think it's related. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's related to Grimes. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, continue that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that stuff just, 
I mean, I don't I don't claim to even understand it, but it's it's just fantastic. Yeah. I will always be interested if somebody's talking about that or is willing to explain any totally kind of those things to me. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be a copycat, but also psychology, because I, I did study it for a while. And I just find psychology research and everything we can learn about people. It's just nuts. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's endless mm-hmm. of the, like, yeah, behavior and even even on an individual to, like, societal scale. It's yep. crazy. Mental illness. And, like, that's coming out more in the mainstream and, like, oh, Everyone has anxiety and everyone has depression and right. oh shit, what are we gonna do about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that okay? Distinguishing that too from like, hasn't this been how it always has been? Mm-hmm. And what are labels doing? And I mean, we we might be able to talk about this for a long, long time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I I I nerd out on a lot of like science things only because it's like I'm not good at it. So I like like to when there's an expert out there telling me stuff right now so like right now i'm reading this book on like all the most unexplored places of the earth whether it be like caves bottom of the oceans um just like deep caverns or like actually uh france's catacombs mm-hmm. um structure and things Ooh. like that i have seen some videos that are are spooky oh it's it's crazy and it, just to think that there's so many worlds out there that like we don't even know about that mm. are just below us mm-hmm. um is like awesome what Oh, the spooky video? Have you, you guys have, seen it? No, you, I, you've just piqued my interest oh, so th- completely. So the, the, guy, the guy that gets lost? What? Well, mm-hmm. uh, tell your thing, and then I'll tell my thing. There, Like, in the 90s, there was a recovered VHS, like, camcorder, mm-hmm. and they found it, and so they, they, they played the tape back, and it's this guy, like, he went down by himself. You're not supposed to do that. He went without, like, a, a crew... To the Paris catacombs? To the catacombs. Uh-huh. And so he's like having a good old time just videotaping, and he gets lost. And as you, as the tape goes on, he gets more and more panicked and like freaked out and stuff. And like the last seconds of the tape is him dropping the camera and just you just see his feet just run off into like the darkness. And that's and then the tape just runs until the tape runs out. And it's like a horror. It no, it's like, like a real. It's not a horror flick. It's not. What's the resolution? Do we know what happened to this person? They never found the person. What? They don't know who that guy is. They never and found... And that person never claimed this tape, or no one's ever said, that was me. No. Where, and it was found down there? Uh-huh. It was found in the catacombs. So, the... That's un- not... That's a real thing? <laughs> that sounds I like... I saw it on a Halloween special when I was in uh, eighth grade, and I believe it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the chapter in this book, that, that could be true. That that sounds insane. Honestly, anything could be true. Whoa. That's true. Whoa. <laughs> so they so um they had France had a specifically Paris had a, a burial problem. Mm-hmm. Well, in 1971, or in the 70s, they figured out, hey, this isn't sanitary. This isn't good. So they actually moved all as many of these bodies as they could to a mass grave. So they're still called the catacombs, but they're mostly navigatable. And it's in theory, uh. The system below Paris, it, it 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 is rumored to be as big as Paris underneath the mm. the system of catacombs, um. And so there's. Did you ever see an explorer, an urban explorer, when you were no, in Paris? No, I didn't know. Um. And so like there's a there's kind of a culture of them mm-hmm. that exists, and uh, yeah, the like move and there's a whole bunch of artwork like I'm like Banksy oh. kind of like stuff mm-hmm. that's underneath there like mole people shit, um. So, but people live down there. I don't think they. I I said mole people shit, 
and I'm not sure there's more people. <laughs> okay. Like I, I yeah. There's no like. There may be. Who knows? Anyway, science is fucking cool. So good job, <laughs> good job, uh, Matt Hawkins, for going science on comic books. I hope there's an audience for your vast well, amount you of know, science books. We need a little bit more science in mainstream, so I'm not mad at this trying to introduce any kind of science. Do you know what's crazy about what he, what he did here? Kind of reminds me of this thing I heard about. There is an innovation conference, and I forgot what it's called, but they essentially hire sci-fi writers to just come and write and like think of the craziest things and then connect them with actual scientists to try to like realize new futures and they and they pay them to like ongoing like sci-fi writers just like keep on writing this reminds me of that type of like linkage Mm -hmm. between like reality and like him trying to figure out could he fix something in in fiction that could be a problem later on and Can that, you weaponize cancer? Really, mm-hmm. that's that, that's what this book is about. But could you stop it, too? Like, yeah. I would imagine that would be where the thought yeah. process Because I don't want to invent it if we can't stop well, it. Well, and this guy's going like, oh, yeah, you use this strain and then you use this strain. And then if you do this in this hemisphere during the summer months, then you can hit him with this. And it's like, okay, that's too scary <laughs> that you already know how well, this would be Let's keep that to achieved. yourself. Yeah. I ran as I honestly thought that, like... Listing it out in print, like, is that a good yeah. idea? Like, mm-hmm. anywhere? A teaspoon of this, a tablespoon of that. Yeah. I, think I mean, I do think, other than the cancer, I really think that the overpopulation is going to come way more into it. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, for sure. But so it sounds like you guys are not going to pick up. Uh, um, I probably will not pick up number two, no. I think that this was low on my. With so many options week to week. Uh, this may make the cut of not being picked up for me. The unfortunate thing is is that as this podcast has gone on, it has made it increasingly harder and harder to have a book qualify into like the number twos. This is why what it, this is what it feels like to be a reviewer of things of like movies and why they become cynical mm. in the end is that like now it's like especially because it's our money, um, it's like oh god I'm picking up. 50 bucks worth of comics every week I gotta slim up something yeah that makes sense so but I try to give it a good there's I just ordered a shit ton of trades of stuff that I was like that I meant to pick up that I didn't like excellence I meant to kept going on and then I was like fuck it I'll just get it in trade things like that so yeah if we got all these comic books for free I would definitely review the second third fuck you (laughs) totally Agent. Yeah. Publishers. Any publisher. Yes. Not Please, dear God. TKO. <laughs> oh, uh, man. TKO has been so nice. They're so cool. Well, I guess the episode's over. We don't end the podcast. We don't say we're done. Okay. <laughs> we always Sopranos. <laughs> we always Sopranos. I miss, I miss the days of when uh, Mike T would say, what was it? Bye-bye. Yeah, but it was something about babies. Oh, <laughs> bye-bye, babies. Oh, yeah, we said bye-bye, bye-bye babies. babies. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's bring that back. Yeah, for, for Shannon. Yes. Also, thank you for being our guest today. You're yes, welcome. thank you. You can get more of Shannon on the Patreon, where you guys covered the Hill House book about a 18th century haunted doll. Uh, oh, yeah. Daphne Byrne. <laughs> Daphne Byrne. Sounds oh, terrible. Oh, and also... Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> promote your jewelry, please. Budget King and I just bought oh, yeah. earrings. Oh, yeah. For uh, for our wives from Shannon, uh, we should do the where can we find you? What, yeah. what kind of plugs? So <clears throat> most of my stuff is private, but I do have a public Instagram and a website. It's Bien Fay Wears, which is B I E N F A I T Wears W A R E S, 
And I, as of a month ago, do custom jewelry design. So, but it's been it's been good. So I ship to the U.S. and Canada. If you use promo code First Issue Club, you will pay <laughs> base price. Yes, you yeah, won't. you won't be overcharged. You will pay thirty five. <laughs> Everyone else, shipping <laughs> is shipping. regular. Yeah, this jewelry is phenomenal. Shannon, you have been phenomenal. Thanks for oh, joining thanks. us. Oh, it's thanks. been so great to hang out with you. And what, do you, you. what is it? It's a, a, lo- a long-time listener, first-time podcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How often are you in town? Normally not that often. But if oh, my okay, family's well. health keeps declining, you'll see me more oh, often. God. <laughs> well, I hope that doesn't happen, but I hope we see you more. <laughs> yeah. uh, Shout-out to your stepdad. Shout-out to stepdad who's re- not going to listen to this. He's recovering. <laughs> Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, he's fine. Well. He's home. It's fine. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to health in general. Shout out to oh wellness. Gosh. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I'm sorry you're here in Kansas City under, <laughs> yeah. you know, Glad bad you're here. Sorry for the reason. Yeah. Big old Debbie Downer over here. <laughs> Jeez, let's end this episode before it gets any worse. Every party has a pooper. That's why we invited you. <laughs> <laughs> every, poop, every party has a grand slammer. <laughs> you're good. We wish you'd go away. <laughs> Mike D, take us out. I just wanted to say hello to you guys before I go back inside. Inside? Inside inside Mike? He's an inverted. He's an inverted. Yeah. Oh, I wondered if Mike just had you out for this section. No, I keep warming the abdomen. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when Mike's teeth? Say goodbye there. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> same voice as my penis. Yeah, a lot of my <laughs> body parts have the same voice. Yeah. Very pubescent, childish. Um, me and me <laughs> saying bye, babies. <laughs> Headphones up. I was like, man, we <laughs> he walked away. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, we had just gone on and on about like an we'll end. We'll do it live. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like it, that seemed like an end, but then this was the actual end. So, my bad, guys. Rude. I, I misinterpreted the end. <laughs>